The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Saturday morning. Sex Panther, what's happening? Oh, you know, you go to me right out of the gate, so you know somebody's not here. So I'm sitting in the two chair, but um, that just means because there was a trade, right? We made a trade. Been a lot of hooping and hollering, but we don't need Max around here. Woo, 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 woo is me. So fuck him. We just traded him. Saxy shows up all the time. He does a Sunday show. So, Saxy, you're you're in the big time. Here you go. Holy shit! This is news to me, guys. I did I didn't realize that this was you guys were uh, really putting me. I, this is now my chair. I now get to. I, before I felt bad about farting in this chair because it's obviously well, it was, you know, Panthers, and now it's it, 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 it's it, the, the chair's been moving around, so I feel bad about farting in it. But I guess now that it's mine, I I'm gonna I'm gonna take over. Holy shit! It's mm. great. I love it. I had no idea either. Max is gone, huh? Well, hopefully there's no physical. That's all I got to say. Hopefully there's no <laughs> physical that Max has to pass before the trade goes through. Otherwise, oh my he might God. be or, or drug test for sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say. I uh, especially after last night, which was a, a silly night, you guys. It, it feels like I. It's been too long. I, we were just talking, uh, you know, like twelve hours ago, homies. That's right. So we did a little bit of uh, because Phil and Steve did their NASCAR podcast Thursday night. They had a special Late guest. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Late. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they did their podcast. Um, so left Friday, my Friday dance card wide open. So we decided to do a hangout, a voice chat kind of hangout in the book club. And it was pretty wild. I was playing was playing some table games while everyone was we were talking and laughing and having a good time. And I think Sex Panther and Kyle got a little bit closer. I think they're they're not so far apart anymore. Well, I, th- I think a lot of that banter is just through the through the text, and the, <laughs> but uh, that, that, I think that is the first time that Kyle and actually uh, have actually talked. And um, but we hey, listen through through playing some baccarat, got to introduce uh, some of these guys to some baccarat. Arch was playing some baccarat, but uh, we met Kyle's future ex wife, <laughs> <laughs> one of the dealers in there. So. Goodness, uh, but yeah. it, was, it was a lot of fun. Saxy was in there, Deuce. Uh, popped in. Who else popped in last night? I'm, I'm, some of the people popped in, right? I heard I heard the thing going off. I just wasn't looking at the screen. Pretty so. sure I saw Who's Your Daddy in there. Nice. Your daddy popped in and popped out real quick. If you're, yeah, I mean, I will warn you, if you actually ever do pop into one of those hangouts, make sure the family is not around you. <laughs> 
yeah for real good good call <laughs> yeah for real actually i you know you guys do realize that i did have to make a very family like audible and leave the uh the hangout because uh i got i got a call very last minute that my cousin was stranded at the denver airport and so uh right after you know mildly micro dosing with you guys and having just letting loose on a friday night I, I get the call that the family's in town, and I was just like, holy sh- shit. And so I, I had to like close everything down, clean up the place. The podcast studio became the uh, makeshift room that my cousin stayed in. It was a mess. It was oh. a mess. I, my, my, my evening devolved very fast, Arch, and <laughs> it, was, it was fun for like an hour of it there. The, the time that we spent, you know, the, the, time, the time that all of us spent, the DJ spent in the, in the sound booth, that was, that was the highlight of my night. Oh, well, yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, I mean, it devolved into illegal drugs and talking about Mormon threesomes, and it was... <laughs> Man, you, can't, you can't even listen to the normal podcast around uh, the family now. Uh, apparently not. Apparently yeah. not. <laughs> So that was that was a highlight of your night. Panther, watching the Reds, you know, kind of doing what they do. Is there a a highlight coming for them down the road? Because, you know, they're they're getting prospects. They're loading up. Well, they're doing what we expected that they would do. And this is for me, this is like the best time of sports is when we get approaching to the trade deadline. And so they they made a trade last night. Luis Castillo is on his way to Seattle. And we, we kind of knew that was coming. Uh, Tyler Mail uh, might be the next guy on the chopping block. We're going to talk about uh, a couple guys. Mail does pitch today. But you look at the return that the Reds got. They got four minor leaguers, uh, Nuelve Marte, Levi Stout, Edwin Arroyo, and Andrew Moore. And apparently Marte, uh, a shortstop, was the highest rated of the group. He's He was preseason the ranked the 12th best prospect in baseball. So when you're getting somebody uh, of that caliber, that projected caliber, I really think it's about the best you can do. The Reds, in reality, haven't been that bad. They just got off to such an incredibly abysmal start. They dug themselves such a hole that they couldn't get out of it. But I don't find them to be any worse than, as a matter of fact, I think they're better than Oakland, Detroit, you know, some of these other teams that have been really bad. Um, but it's a one and no Detroit to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, they, I think for what they're doing, where they're at, what they could get. For a Luis Castillo, I thought they did very well with this trade. What do you think, Sexy? I mean, I'm not a really great judge on uh, trades, especially when I it, – it's hard to really put too much onto these prospects, all these prospects who – that's really what they got in return. I mean, you can say this guy's number 12 or whatever, but it's not like I watch uh, the, the River City Gamblers or whatever, uh, whatever double-A or triple-A team they're playing for right now, so – you know, it's. It, I guess it's kind of hard to judge MLB trades to me, especially when you're, you know, uh, uh, trading for future prospects, or you're not just getting a bunch of money or something that you know is more, I guess, a tangible product at this time. So I don't know. I'm I'm terrible at reading MLB trades. So I I will defer to 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 a man like you, Panther, who actually uh, researches this stuff and probably has a better idea of what these guys are actually doing in AAA and shit. No, I, uh, I mean, it looks just scanning this list of guys. It looks like this is a pretty solid get for them. It's just, you know, will they all come together? How's it going to work? It's always tough. It's always tough being the small market guy. You know, I understand. But when they do come together, goddamn, they win two pennants in a World Series. Yeah, right. 
You know, and, and think about what Seattle's doing too. We didn't really pay much attention to them before the season. Um, Julio Rodriguez kind of knew he was a, a really high prospect his rookie year, putting up huge numbers. Logan Gilbert came up, I believe it was last year. Um, and now they get Luis Castillo. Like, this is a team trending the right direction. I don't know if they necessarily are there to uh, overcome um, the, the Houston Astros, but. Uh, this is a team that they get into the wild card spot and they get to, a chance to play a best of five and you're throwing, you know, Logan Gilbert, Robbie Ray, Luis Castillo. This is a pretty damn dangerous team. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Mm-hmm. I agree a hundred percent. Oh yeah. That, and the minesweepers have been making us money this season. We've been, we've been having a good time betting on the minesweepers. Is it, is it Nardog who has the uh, season long bet or uh, who's got the season long bet on them uh, having the longest win streak? Oh, you guys remember? I don't know. They oh they God. did win fourteen in a row before the All Star break. I know. I know. It's it's that's uh we we have some sharp DJs who are also uh loving these Mariners and they they have been a fun team. I, I you know I'll be honest. Little peek into my picks today. I I do like them. I do like them. Mm, I mm. like that. Uh, um, you must be on the other side, Arch. <laughs> what's up? You must be on the other side. No, no, no. I think I, I think I like that play. I was just looking at the uh, Mariners numbers and seeing. Yeah, everyone's everyone's turned to profit. It's one of Sex Panthers' most profitable teams. Uh, Max is solidly in the black. It looks like it might be my third or fourth most profitable team. Nice, nice. You know, just just before. Um just before we went on air, we were trying to figure out what we were going to talk about. And, and uh, I don't know if it was Saxy or I think it was Saxy, but uh, said something about uh, what, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray kind of feel like they have to prove themselves. Oh, I have that. I have the story here. I'll share yeah, let's, it. On, what we got here, Arch? I'll share it on screen. Uh, here it is. Mahomes. Oh, by the way, we saw you, Iceberg. Good morning, Iceberg. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mahomes says it's funny, although later on they corrected it to say weird, not funny. Uh, weird that he, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, have to continually prove themselves. Is he's right? But I, I think he's framing the argument in a very specific way to make a point. He is definitely framing. Okay, so I want to throw Dak in there too. Um, I think Lamar and Kyler Murray probably do fall into that category, but that's because winning cures everything. I don't believe anybody thinks that of Patrick Mahomes. He's been to four AFC championships. He's got a Super Bowl championship, a Super Bowl MVP, um, a league MVP. Patrick Mahomes could probably retire now and get into the Hall of Fame. I don't think he has anything to prove that he's his name comes up in the conversation. We were just talking a few days ago about the best quarterbacks in the league. Lamar and Kyler, I mean, they have decent seasons. They put up decent stats. But they haven't won anything, and so I do think they have something to prove. What do you think, Saxy? Yeah, I totally agree. I think that I, I I think that Mahomes is kind of putting himself in a lower tier than what he really is. I think he's more in that Rogers tier that is just shy of like you know living legend Tom Brady, right? I mean, I think that I I, I it's still actually playing legend Tom Brady. I, I think that a guy, a guy like uh, Patrick Mahomes is probably just just maybe beneath that and that's only simply from a career level you never know when the actual uh you know second that other shoe's gonna drop for tom brady and you know father time's gonna catch up i guess maybe not this year maybe this year you never know but i uh to me i think that mahomes is like you're saying 
a tier above uh, the Lamar and Kyler's of of the league. And I, I mean, I think that that also is true in the way that they are compensated and the way that uh, they they are frankly approached by their teams. You know. Patrick Mahomes gets way more respect than those guys. Talk about Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler's young, so he's got to prove himself again. Mm -hmm. And he plays for the Cardinals. You always have to prove yourself when you play with the Cardinals. (laughs) Lamar Jackson's an interesting story because he has proved a lot on the field. But I think the problem is that he is so atypical from almost, you know, from every quarterback in the NFL. The offense he runs, the way he plays it is totally different. And, And the Ravens had, they knew that when they got him. They re- you know, they rejiggered their whole offense just to make it work, you know, to, to for his strengths. And mm-hmm. I think people will always look at somebody who's atypical, who's outside you know, what the other teams are doing and think, oh, I don't know if I don't know if it's real, if it's an illusion or if it's a gimmick. Yeah, I, mean, I remember Harbaugh blasting Andy Reid in his offense saying it's nothing but gimmicks. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to put some gimmicks in there when you've got these these talented talented players. I mean, you kind of wondered and kind of knew that the quarterback in general would get to this level. The the idea of a true pocket quarterback, the Joe Montana's, the Terry Bradshaw's, the Dan Marino's, those days are gone. The Brady's. And they'll often play the race card here, right? You know, but Josh Allen was one of the league leaders in rushing yards for, for quarterbacks. Dude is dangerous with his legs. Um, so, yeah, you throw these gimmick plays in there. That it, It's part of the offense. But Lamar Jackson, when you're talking about these three, I think he's done more with less than the other two. They've got, they haven't done this guy any favors with the wide receivers they've brought in. Uh, last year, you'll remember that both of their running backs, both their stud mm-hmm. running backs were out for the season and I'll probably beat up on Harbaugh for those two games where, you know, you, you just play for the tie, get to overtime. Baltimore, Baltimore getting to the play, all you got to do is just get to the playoffs, like getting to the final table, right? Just play good enough to get to the playoffs and anything could happen. I think Harbaugh kind of screwed him out of that last year. Ah, It's not the Panther three and out, baby. It's the Panther four and out. If the numbers say go, you go. You go. Yeah, <laughs> You go for on that fourth down, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that was that was brutal to see that happen to the Ravens this year. I think we all do like uh, Ravens. We, uh, you guys were talking earlier that they're going to go ass them out this year uh, from worst to first, right? Uh, weren't they worse in their division? I think is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think I think you guys are totally correct on that, and I also agree that uh, you know, in in my eyes, I think that with Lamar, with that unique offense, the fact that it it is difficult to approach. I think that they are going to continue to be a potential Super Bowl contender as long as that team stays healthy, which is a big if. And, you know, last season clearly showed that that, that can, you know, uh, stop them in in their trail. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, good stuff. NFL just around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. It's time to take a break. Did anybody want to do a live read or should I talk to the people? Oh, I got a live read. Ready. Oh, hey. Oh. You know it, because folks, it is time to talk about DGen gear. DGens, we've got a new hockey logo, and it's killing if you haven't seen it yet. If you enjoyed our recent 70s-inspired baseball and basketball designs, you'll more than love our new hockey one. It'll make you want to cross-check a Canuck. Not to mention, with all types of objects in the customizer, you can really make our logo your own by putting it on a teddy bear or a children's bib or something else. So head on over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com, put a logo on your socks, and go full DGen. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? 
These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Baseball. Panther, I think you cleaned up again last night. Yeah, it seemed to be all or nothing, right? I'm going to win them all, lose them all, win them all. Uh, another 4-0 day. Nice, nice day at the office. I'm bringing five to the table today. We'll see how this plays out. I think today's a real bettable day, so be interested to see what the DGEN's post in the book club. But first up, we're going to revisit Cleveland at Tampa Bay. It was one of the games that I hit yesterday with Bieber on the mound. Not quite the stellar ace-type pitcher on the mound for either team. Former Gardinian Corey Kluber will take the mound for Tampa Bay. Zach Klezak on the mound for Cleveland. Klezak been a real tough luck pitcher, right? A 4.09 ERA, respectable. Um, 72 strikeouts and 99 innings, and yet he walks away with a 2-8 and eight record. But the, the, the difference here for me is Kluber. He's gotten roughed up his last couple games, pretty, pretty bad his last game, but he seems to rebound pretty well when he gets roughed up and i like kluber for a rebound here so i'm gonna put 13 dollars on the tampa bay rays man i give you full moral support on this panther i'm not gonna sink your pick here but i i like cleveland i think they are the right side i just couldn't get to it i i, I feel like this is uh there, there are some teams that just are are I don't know, like like the Rays, I, I have trouble feeling like they are a team that should be favored in, in a matchup against a team like <laughs> Cleveland. I guess, I guess that's just that's just my thought. So I think that that's a great. I think you're on the right side. I I, I don't want to sink anything though with this podcast, so I'm staying away from this one, and I I, I hope it's for a good reason. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm jumping on the Guardians. You guys knew that already. You saw in the chat. So <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna put my 13 bucks on the Guardians plus 120, dropping fast a lot of books. Oh, man. Mm, Some movement. All right, next game up for me will be Milwaukee at Boston. You know, we talk about Milwaukee as a team that we don't trust, but I think of all the pitchers on that roster, Eric Lauer is the guy that I trust the most. When Eric Lauer takes the bump, uh, I seem to jump on Milwaukee. I don't like the way Boston's playing. And um, we we kind of joke about the Brewers and their their offense, right? They're 36 home runs better than Boston. They've got 136 home runs on the season compared to Boston's 100. They've won four of their last five. They've put up a 10 spot twice, a seven spot once. Um, I think I, I just trust this Brewers team more so than I do Boston, who actually now has a losing record. Unbelievable. After last night's loss. So, uh, yeah, give me $13 on the Milwaukee Brewers. Man, again, again, full moral support here. I'm looking at this line and it is closer than I think it should be. Is, is it, is it even, I mean, not, uh, not even, is it, uh, even, yeah. minus yeah, 105 basically. Brewers yeah. minus 106 Red Sox. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, this scares me because Boston is, uh, 
two uh, has only won two games over the last 10. I don't think that they have the edge here in pitching. And I personally don't think that they should be this close. Uh, it should be this close to even. So to me, I got scared off of this one. I think Milwaukee is the right side, but I there's only a few things from Wisconsin that I trust that aren't the cheese curds or uh, New Glarus beer. And I will tell you, the Brewers are not one of them. I agree with you, Panther, on this one. The pitching matchup is really, really on the Brewer's side. And I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to put my 13 bucks on Milwaukee minus the 105. I think there's a lot of value there. I like it when Arch and I agree. Mm-hmm. See if we agree on this one. We, we kind of talked about this one uh, in the early show, the part of the part of the chit-chat part of the show. We're looking at Baltimore at Cincinnati. Baltimore. Still red hot. They won four out of the last five. Pitching has been really good. The Reds, not so much. They've lost three of their last four, struggling to generate some runs. But as I mentioned, Tyler Mayo is going to take the mound. I I think this is his swan song for Cincinnati. I do look for him to get dealt. Um, I don't have any inside knowledge, but I got to believe the Mets or Toronto would be good suitors for a guy like Tyler Mayo. Although the Mets might be in good shape. I mean, they're, they're sending David Peterson, who's been pitching really well, they sent him down to the minors, so they might not be looking for pitching at all. Not sure what they're going to do. But with Tyler Mayo on the bump for the Reds, I think that they've got a chance to win this game. I don't do this very often, but this is a situation where I think he is getting traded. I am going to put that caveat. Starting pitcher must start. Mail must start for me to be on this game. Uh, so with Mail, give me Cincinnati. This is also even. So what we have, minus 105 here. 13 bucks on the Reds. Man, yeah, I see this. <laughs> I, you know, I was leaning Baltimore on this one. Honestly, I, I feel like they are a, a team that is, has been of value, and this is a close line. Again, another line that I think is maybe a little bit too close. I, I do see that uh, Tyler Mayo maybe, you know, having his swan song here with the Reds, but uh, it, it may be a dirge. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I like Baltimore today, so I'm, I'm not on this one. I, I'm on the other side, Panther. I'm leaning. Baltimore. I will lean Cincinnati here. Basically, when I spit in minus 110, minus 104, which is what the line is right now, it tells me, oh, it doesn't matter which side you bet because you're losing money either way. So <laughs> it's just just a lean for me on the Reds. All right. Next game up for me, Minnesota is in San Diego. They got bitch slapped last night to the tune of 10 to 1. <laughs> now they get to face Joe Musgrove. Uh, interesting thing here. I, it, going into this start, the deal's not done, but the Padres and Musgrove are close to a $100 million deal. So that kind of deal not done makes me think Musgrove goes out there and kind of makes sure he earns that money. I like San Diego at minus 135, maybe even a little value here. So give me 13 bucks on the Fathers. Well, this is a game that I am on, and Panther, for your sake, I'm on the other side. Call me a homer, but I like Minnesota here. I was told by a longtime Padres yeah. fan, Okay, thank you, Panther. I was was told by a longtime Padres fan that uh, this is the time of year when they start dropping the ball, and that's what I'm expecting today. Although Musgrove's ERA is almost a full run better than Sonny Gray's, both their ex-ERA and FIPs are much closer to around 3.3. So if that's a wash, I do think Minnesota's offense has an edge, so I do like the Twins plus 115, 120. I don't know what you guys are getting me. And then on top of that, speaking of offense, Arch's uh, and some conspiracy theory betting here. This game is nationally televised on Fox to me. 
And Sonny Gray and Joe Musgrove's last two games have been overs. Padres are 4-1, and 0-1 oh to the over during their last five games. And Minnesota is 3-0-1 oh uh, after a loss, uh, over the last four, over, uh, after a loss. So I will like and enjoy watching those juiced primetime balls fly extra and take the over 7.5. The over is plus 101 on the 7.5. Nice. There we go. I'm going to lean the twins in this one just because they're getting a plus line and you know, why not? I think they have some slight value at the plus plus one twenty. I just couldn't quite get there. So lean on Minnesota. It's a tough matchup for you. I don't think you like either one of those teams. <laughs> <laughs> Last game up for me. Have a look at the Dodgers are in Colorado so far taking care of business. They've won the first two in this four game series. Clayton Kershaw, the wonderkin of the regular season, will take the mound. Dude's like older than dirt, but he's sporting a 7 and 2, 2.49 ERA. Still has better than one strikeout per inning. But check this out in 76 innings, he's only given up six home runs all season long. Hmm. That's some masterful pitching right there. I think he gets it done in Colorado. Can't take him straight up, no value. So we're going to run line this one. Uh, $13 on the run line for the Dodgers. Minus 147. Yeah, still no uh, fucking value. Wow. Brutal. No value at all. I, uh, I I am leaning the Rockies on this one. Kershaw has actually had trouble pitching in Coors Field. I have been witness to him getting homered on many a time in Coors Field, actually. In fact, there's a couple games he got pulled. I, I, I think there's one two years ago he got pulled early. I think that this is one where I will lean Colorado, having lost their last two. Perhaps they get off the schneid here and uh, and find a way to sneak out a win against Los Doyers. I know that in the first series of the season, they split it here at home. And I part of me thinks... They can at least get one. They're going to get another shot tomorrow, though. But it might be today. So I'm staying off this one, leaning Colorado. Yeah, I'll lean the Dodgers here. Just at the minus two and a quarter. It's too yeah. high. I mean, but once you get to that number, that minus two and a quarter, if I don't like the underdog, there's just no no chance. There's I'm nothing gonna, there yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's nothing. So, all right, uh, five plays for me. That's what I've got. Saxy, what you bringing to the table? There we go. Well, I only got one more game that I'm bringing to the table today, and it is the aforementioned Minesweepers at the Houston Astros. Now, this is a pure value bet on Seattle. I don't think the Astros deserve you minus 200 against the Mariners. And yes, the Astros have had the Minesweepers numbers, having won five of the last, uh, uh, or their last five against them straight up since the All-Star break even. Uh, but the Mariners get Chris Flexer on the mound, who, although he's been uh, Maso Menos, uh, he's been sporting a 1.61 ERA in the month of July. Uh, so that gives me a lot of value here on the Mariners. I like them. Give me Seattle plus 165-ish. 170. There we go. I'll take it. Yeah, I, I think the value is Seattle, but I really don't think they're going to win here. Flexen gives up the long ball, 13 bombs, but for you prop betters out there, maybe take a flyer on Jordan Alvarez to hit one tonight. Framber Valdez pitching for Houston, much like Kershaw. 121 innings pitched. He's only given up six home runs, 2.74 ERA. The advantage there is Houston. The hitting advantage is Houston. Um, and Houston's at home. They, they, they've won 15 to three here in the first two games against Seattle. I like Houston. Didn't feel like run lining them and definitely not laying 195 or 200. So just a lean on Houston. All right. I'm going to jump on it with you, Saxy. 
I love this play. Mariners plus 170. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's jump on it. All the values on Seattle here. I don't necessarily have them winning the game, but this is a another situation where the line is just way too high. So I think all the values on Seattle. There we go. I, I appreciate I appreciate that support there, Arch. Hopping on it with me. That's that's my only opinion. The one thing that I was looking at, I was looking at Texas and LA. I I thought that there was a bit of value with Texas getting an even line or getting or even money, maybe plus one oh five, something like that. I I mean I, I just don't like when the Angels are a favorite. Yeah, <laughs> stay away from it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I should, I should, I should say this is clearly a trap and run away. But Panther, you, you, you are uh, one who has learned me so much in my sports betting knowledge. And one of the things that I've learned to do is just run Dick first into a trap, and that's that's, that's what I'm feeling. You can do it. Pull the trigger. Listen, live betting on the show has not been good for me, but fuck it. Let's do it. Let's hop on. I'm going on Texas. Give me Glenn fucking Otto. (laughs) Hey, you're looking at these pitchers. Otto with his 5.37, Silseth with his 5.84, and the total's only eight and a half. (laughs) I might look at the over here, but Trout's injured. Um, Otani, you never know if he's going to play or not. There's nothing for them to play for, so uh, I'd be interested to see what the Angels put out there, but Listen, I agree with you. The value is the Rangers, but God, the Angels being favored, it stinks to high heaven. So I, I just ran away from this one. Yeah, I'm going to lean Texas with you. I, I believe it's going to end up being a lower tier kind of play, but uh, yeah, I think you're on the right side, I guess. Uh, I, I again, feeling good, feeling good with the moral support here, Arch, on that one. That's that is all my picks. Yeah, you've you've talked me into more than I even planned on. So <laughs> love it. Thank you. All right. I've got a, a one, maybe two more plays. I want to look at the line. Cubs, Giants. Cubs are plus 120. I'm going to keep doing it. We uh, missed two days ago, hit last night, and we're going to do the Cubs again. I don't know if that was on the podcast or book club exclusive, but we definitely cashed the Cubs, and we're going to hit them again for 13 bucks. I think, I think they can do another. Yeah, I, Cubs are red hot right now. Even that loss, you didn't you didn't feel bad about that loss. They were they were in that game. Look at their pitching though. They've given up two, four, two, two, three. Um, so the pitching's come around. I do think the pitching advantage is slight. I mean, who would have thought Jacob Junis has the pitching advantage? But the guy has been really really good this year. A two point nine eight ERA. Um, he's only given up seven home runs. Cubs aren't exactly a huge home run hitting team. Uh, I think I like the Giants in this game, but it just—it was so even. I think the value is the Cubs, but I think the Giants for me are the team that's going to win today. Yeah, I man, this is a tough one, Arch. I I am leaning the Cubs with you here. Uh, you know, it, this kind of partially looks like two teams going in opposite directions, with the Cubs having won uh, six of their or seven of their last eight. And San Francisco having lost eight of their last 10. So, I mean, uh, it does appear that San Francisco is moving in a downward direction, whereas the Cubs are uh, absolutely projecting upwards. But looking at the pitching matchup, et cetera, I I couldn't get to a side on this one. I have full moral support your Cubs. but That's fine. That's fine. You can stay away. Keep your patchouli smelling hands away from this. Oh, my God. (laughs) I will do my best too, Arch. Sorry. <laughs> That's really all I had. Let's take a look at some of the comments here. Good morning, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Iceberg said he wanted Cleveland first on the board. That was like a early comment, and we all basically 
No, we didn't. We all agree. Pan- well, flip, yeah, y'all flipped off Panthers, which you did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Iceberg likes Boston, plus one and a half. We can both win. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Cubbies do it again. There we go. Minnesota. Oh, thank you. Uh, Twins, man, that has my favorite pitcher. LOL. Me to Arch. <laughs> Sunny Gray. That's it. What did we talk about today? We talked about the the Reds, right? Yeah, trading trading assets. Yeah, things looking up for them or not? We'll see. We talked about quarterbacks. Is it fair or is it accurate that Mahomes and Allen, or not Allen? Oh, I don't want to say that. Mahomes and Lamar and Kyler Murray are they uh, questioned every year? They have to prove themselves. Is that fair? Is that accurate? And we talked about hanging out in the book club last night, which was an awful lot of fun. Saxy, that's it. Arch, Panther. It was a fucking great time in the book club. Everyone, you guys should all join the book club. Go to thedgens.net or check out the description of this podcast. Join the book club so you can chat directly with us and uh, help help introduce us to new Baccarat strategies. Uh, but other than that, DGens, head on over to AppleToDegeneracy.com so you can buy a DGen shirt. Book it to the book club. Panther, my pick for the parlay today is I will take the Mariners. Give me, give me the Minesweepers. Seattle for sexy. You on the Cubs again, Arch? I'll take the Gardenians in this one. That's my favorite. Oh, okay. Um, hey, you and I agreed. I, I'm, I'm going to take Milwaukee. I like Milwaukee today a lot. And uh, I'm D Jens, I'm going to do you a little. I'll do you a little solid here. Maybe a, a special bonus parlay. We got three really, really heavy favorites out there. Just slap those three together and, and try and get a plus line out of it. You got the Yankees, Toronto, and the Dodgers. All with those heavy, heavy lines. But uh, I think put those three together, you can eke out a plus line. I like those three for the Panther Parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook. We're on Twitter. But my God, last night was so much fun. Plus, I got to play some Baccarat with Arch. But uh, you guys got to join the book club and shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We will holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today. And tomorrow, Saxy, it's you and me again, brother. We're going to close out the month. Let's all just make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.